la 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 screen peeking bop 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 Hey everybody, welcome to episode 39 of Screen Peeking, a weekly podcast where we get together to talk about video games and anything video game related. I'm Nick, and I'm joined by my cousin Ziggy today. We are going to be Hi. talking about all kinds of games, all kinds of stuff from E3, and uh, a few other surprises. So, Ziggy, how are you doing? What have you been up to this week? I've been, I've been, I've been doing pretty good. Uh... I so I with on Steam right they have um I forget what it's called but they they had sort of like an E3 like demo event thing going on on Steam that I was pretty interested in it's all just like indie games mm-hmm. uh but there's there's a couple games there that I I were on my radar pretty heavily and I wanted to check them out um and so yeah the first one of those because those are the main like new things that i played this week mm-hmm. uh first one of those was the brute 96 demo which i think they showed this game first at an xbox conference it's like well it was shown off as a sort of procedural like hitchhiking narrative game where you're like fleeing from the country for i believe like political reasons um and you are like you know meeting people on the road hitching from people it seems a little bit like life is strange too but like procedural and it's like that sounds cool as shit oh. i wonder how that'll work very interested um i downloaded and played the demo and it makes me very sad to say that it was really really bad uh-huh. um like one of the worst games i've played this year um and granted it's just a demo but that was like an extremely poor demo in my opinion um like for one when i say it was presented as a procedurally generated game i don't know how that will work because this demo was not at all procedurally generated it was just like a constructed narrative experience and kind of a bad constructed narrative experience at that so i mean maybe they'll clean that up in the actual game but i don't really have much faith um but like the main like i mean there isn't really much gameplay in there so it's leaning very heavily, you know, on its, like, narrative and characters and story, which is an interesting choice for a procedurally generated game. But, I mean, hey, maybe they get it to work. But the bits that I saw in this, I really didn't like. It seemed it seemed like they are ver- trying very hard to make a, like, cutting sort of socio-political statement um, on... It felt like specifically the U.S., but just in general. And that and that's great. Like, again, it, it did remind me a lot of Life is Strange 2, which is a game that I thought handled that really, really well. Um, but it just really wasn't handled well in this at all. Like, all the commentary I had to say was either just, like, really bland or clumsy as hell and comes off as, like, almost kind of, like, shitty in a way where, like, the, the main hook of the game is, yeah, you're trying to flee the country... I guess there's like a mass wave of specifically and only teenagers for some reason fleeing the country. And so you're like, meet this other teenager and he's just like some, some white kid. And eventually like you, like these cops are coming and they're like, Oh, like I know what you people are like. He's like, Oh, what do you mean? You people, which was really (laughs) weird. I guess he's referring to like profiling because they're teenagers or something it was, I don't know, it was really weird. I just, I did not like it at all, unfortunately. Um, 
On the very flip side of the thing, though, uh, I also played a demo for Boomerang X, which is that a, game looks fun. Yeah, yeah. So if you've seen it, it's like a one-weapon shooter um, published by Devolver. I can't remember who the developer is, but yeah, basically you only have a boomerang. And this game is great from what I played. Basically, yeah. So you just have this boomerang. You can throw it. Comes back to you. It's it's a boomerang. Um, so you you know you click to throw it. If you click again, you like slingshot yourself towards the boomerang. Um, and then the, you can also like press shift to slow down time. Uh, from what I saw in the in the demo, um, which is really simple, but just like immediately, you know, like ten minutes in, I'm starting to see all the depth of it where. It's seamlessly like a really great combat system and also just like a really great um, movement system, you know, just with like one button, it's mm -hmm. only left click and, you know, obviously moving and aiming and stuff. Um, just like such a high degree of skill though and totally I'm playing, I'm like, oh, I can see where this can go totally off the rails and be something super fun and awesome. So that is highly, highly on my radar now. I'm definitely going to buy that when it comes out. Um, I was looking at some of the other demos. Nothing else, I think, super caught my eye. Also, it's called real Next quick, Fest. Real quick. Oh, yeah. Uh, dang, exclamation point, is developing Boomerang. Mm -hmm. That's a great name for a developer. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, those are the main ones. Kind of a high and low in there. But uh, what have you been playing? Yeah, no, and uh, Boomerang X, as soon as I saw it, I just want to say, when I saw the first like gameplay that I saw of it, I, I instantly was like, that's a Ziggy game. It through totally and through <laughs> if I, I said it, it to myself if this plays as well as it looks like it does like it's it's going to be a ziggy game for sure it um i'm excited to try it out um for me well i've just been you know we, we streamed e3 thanks to everybody who mm -hmm. did join and watched our streams i watched yours and and yeah. mine like we that was fun. I had a really good time watching that. I obviously have some work to do with my audio <laughs> levels. I went back and watched it over, and man, I was just so loud compared to everything else. Uh, oh, well. Anyways, that's how you learn. Um, but yeah, that was a good time. And um, uh, the Xbox event on Sunday, um, they announced that Yakuza Like a Dragon was coming to Game Pass that day. And so that's one of the games I've been playing this week. Um, just having a blast jumping into it finally getting my hands in there and uh really enjoying the story so far i think i'm on chapter four i want to say four or five and um yeah just basically you know unlock the pound mates app and <laughs> really getting the my hands on, like, on the combat and understanding how everything's working more in depth than you know the initial tutorial kind of mm -hmm. chapters um but yeah i realize that game is very quite a time investment and that's okay oh, yeah. um but it's definitely like if i only got an hour i'm going to be sitting there watching a cutscene for most of that time um and so i decided i'm going to put it aside for now i've been playing it basically up till yesterday all week mm -hmm. um i'm going to put it aside and then in two weeks uh, i think taylor's going away for a week and i'm going to basically uh... come home and be able to play games until bedtime for it every day for a week and i'm just going <laughs> to dive headfirst into this game and fully like i'm going to just complete it as much as I want to, but like really like finish the game and just like really get into it. And that'll be the best opportunity opportunity for me to do that. So I'm really excited for that. Um, that sounds super fun. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. The cutscenes, it, it is a hard game to pick up and put down um, mm -hmm. because of that. Like it feels like it gives, it's, it's natural stopping points in the game are very far in between one another, which is 
not great for short PlayStation play sessions. But yeah, that, that sounds like a fucking blast. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just having a great time with it. I'm very excited about that, um, being able to just play a bunch at, at some point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think on these work days, I'll be, I'll be able to put into like uh, probably at least six hours <laughs> per day into this thing. And I haven't been able to do that since I was like a teenager. So that that'll be wonderful. <laughs> um, and then I guess another little like positive note, because um, I got my Series X last week, right? I think I, I mentioned that last mm -hmm. week. Um, just being able to like really dive into the whole like Xbox ecosystem fully now has just been so so cool because I've known and I can understand and yet it's that feeling of I'd say it's like the same feeling as the Switch when you first get the Switch and you're like I can pull this right out of the dock and take it with me and continue to play my game and you just do it sometimes just because it's so cool that you can it, it's that same feeling I'm getting right now you know with the being able to play on my PC here I'll be editing a video and then back and forth and you can do turn-based combat and you can just kind of have a game on one monitor doing something else on the other and then okay, it's time to go. I want to go in the living room, kind of hang out with Taylor. And then maybe she's wanting to play some Animal Crossing on the couch and I want to hang out. Like just, you know, being around each other and not just be in this room all the time. And just go load up my same save right on the Xbox in the living room, play that. And then if I'm in bed and I'm just like, you know what, she has to go do, do or have a shower or do something else, you know, then I just like lay in bed and, and stream it to my phone through the Xbox. Like I'm not even using xCloud, I'm just streaming it from the Xbox and using the controller mm -hmm. connected to the Xbox. And I, I just think that's so cool being able to just like all those things. And then, yeah, if I felt like it, just being able to take a controller to work and clip it on and continue playing Yakuza at work if I wanted to, you know, on my lunch. I, I just yeah, think yeah, that stuff's really, really cool. And uh, loving that. But that's all I've been playing this week, other than a little bit of Psychonauts, because that's our game clip game. And I don't really have much to say other than it definitely um, is interesting, and I, I like it, but I don't know if I'll be completing it this month. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, that's fair. I, <laughs> I still am yet to start it, unfortunately. I keep on just trying to find the right night. I have not been playing very many video games in the last <laughs> couple of weeks. Um, but, uh, yeah, hopefully this week I'll find the time to do it. Well, the nice thing is we have a month with our new format, so that's nice. I know. I know. that. That's why I like this so much better. Also, uh, what you're saying with Xbox, yeah, I, I still feel that every time I'm playing, like, Forza or something, like the games with the cross-save between PC and console, mm -hmm. and I, you know, if I'm playing it on my console and I've loaded up my PC and watching go like, oh, let's just get your shit right in here without me having yeah. to do, like, anything. It's just like, oh, makes me feel happy. It's, it's yeah. so just seamless, especially compared to... Um, like uh, when Tess and I were playing through Persona 5 together, um, we would have to, you know, be jumping saves between their PS4 and my PS4. Mm. Um, and doing that is so annoying because it was a whole mess of like PS Plus subscriptions and <laughs> like home consoles and like the internet went out one time. We're like, well, fuck, we can't do it now, which I mean, I guess would be the same for Xbox. But, mm -hmm. but you know what I mean? It's just like the constant confusion of having to upload, download, and shit getting messed up between accounts. And mm -hmm. it was just annoying every single time. But with this, like doing that, you know, jumping from, uh, I've done that, you know, playing games on my friend's Xbox or whatever. And it's, yeah, same thing. Just load it up, it does the syncing save thing, and good to go. It's, it's so nice. Yeah, I, and I know we've talked about um, like a few weeks back. We were talking about whether we wanted to do a like a review on the next gen systems and like how they mm -hmm. have been, or how they are, you know, six months down the road since launch. Um, mm -hmm. I definitely still want to do something like that in the future. Is like kind of go over these things because like obviously the Xbox is still super new and shiny for me, but um, but I definitely have some stuff to say <laughs> about both of those. Yeah, but I'll save yeah. it for another episode. 
Um, let's just let's talk about E3 because like that was the big thing that happened this week. We we had it going over what was it? I guess it basically started not E3 but Summer Game Fest um, started on what was it Thursday? I think it was Thursday Something last like week. That, yeah, yeah. So like uh, that was that was the beginning, and then it's just now we're on we're recording on Friday now, the week after, and so it's been a, it's been a blur of a week for me. It's just been so many games, so many things to watch, so many things to look at, and a lot of excitement, specifically at Xbox's event, where we actually recorded and streamed. Um, mm -hmm. What did you think of uh, the whole thing? What, was there any highlights for you? Is there any event that you want to talk about in particular? So the floor is yours. High highs and low lows for me. I feel like mm -hmm. Xbox and Nintendo. Xbox did amazing. I like it's sort of thing. You know, I've been saying year after year they're gonna do like this is the year, and this finally was the year, and that yeah. makes me really happy to see. Um, Nintendo, I thought was a good presentation, which for Nintendo's recent standards is kind of mind blowing because I feel like I've been consistently disappointed with everything they've been doing the last couple of years. So seeing them do this and be like, you know what? I'm actually really excited for what's coming to my switch mm. is, is a good feeling. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I would definitely say the highlight of the show was Xbox's conference. I'm so glad we streamed it because yeah. it was exactly what I want out of like a press conference at E3, which is there was maybe five minutes of talking in the whole thing. Like occasionally Todd Howard or whatever would come up and say a couple things about the power of video games or yeah. whatever. And then, and then it would just be a half hour of trailers, you know, just trailer, 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 game, 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 new games, exciting games, um, stuff that I'm actually excited about. Almost um, all of them like took game pass, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think there's a couple games in there that I kind of my eyes glazed over for, um, yeah. Like, they spent maybe five minutes on Fallout 76 and Elder Scrolls Online, and with that, I was like, ugh. Like, yeah, I think I hit, that <laughs> hit me the same. Maybe 0.1% of viewers actually is excited about that. But the, like, the couple other times that they were announcing, like, an update to an existing game, it was really cool. Like, mm -hmm. they, they weren't showing that just for the sake of showing that. It was, like, Top Gun coming to uh, Flight Simulator, which I think is a neat crossover, or um, the, the Grounded Update. Caribbean expansion, which I am really, really excited about. Really? Um, yeah, I, I think that's gonna be super cool. And uh, the the Sea of Thieves community has been also like just vibrating since that trailer launched. So it's <laughs> awesome to see that much buzz in in, in that community again. Because it's been a while since I've seen it like that for sure. Um, but yeah, and then and then the the new games they showed were all pretty incredible. Like all of them, the, the indie games they showed, I thought were really impressive looking indie games. And there was some pretty big yeah. AAA stuff. Um, and I would say with this, I mean, I guess we kind of have to wait and see until, you know, the games actually release. But theoretically, I feel like this drought of Microsoft first party games is finally over. Like, I feel like that gap that they've had between Sony and Nintendo is finally lifted. Like the, Microsoft has games now, <laughs> which for the first time in a while, like they have a really solid first party lineup. Um and I don't want to say that too definitively until we actually, you know, see review scores and games come out. Mm -hmm. um, but again, theoretically, they're in a really strong place right now. Yeah, I'm interested to see when Halo ends up launching because that was a mm. big weird question mark where they just said holiday still. Um, yeah. I mean, Psychonauts coming out in August. I feel like at that point, the drought is over for first party like you were saying. Um, I think besides that, though, yeah, they have so much stuff coming to the, like, whether it's 
that's not necessarily their studio like they have so much great content coming to game pass that like and obviously Mm -hmm. that's the thing they're selling you right that that value for me is so worth it and it's so exciting to be able to just know that for the next two years with my xbox all access thing i've signed up for that i'm like i'm set i don't have to buy if i feel like i can't buy a playstation game because it's 90 bucks this month then cool i still got a few hundred games available to me and probably at least a (laughs) couple that i want to play right Mm -hmm. um yeah i I don't know i just wanted to say that because like it's so exciting i think just knowing that uh you're set you're good you can uh just check out this library and we'll let you know when there's new stuff um yeah i mean i barely care i mean i don't really care at all now if a game is exclusive to xbox or mm-hmm. whatever or if it's published or whatever it's just games launching on game pass feel yeah. like a win every single time and now there was 27 of them that conference right mm-hmm. and like 27 great looking games all launching on xbox is such a cool cool thing it is um where what was your like standout game for that conference? Um, definitely Halo. Except for Halo. Except oh, okay. for Halo, I should uh, say, because obviously uh, that's gonna be okay. Uh, other than Halo, though, um, Redfall. Is that the mm-hmm. word? Is that the name? Yeah, yeah, I think so. The last thing that they showed from Arcane, because I love Arcane, and I'm very excited about Death Loop. About Death Loop, and um, I really want to see what they do there. And I and like knowing that like Redfall is a game, and that has like I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm a vampire guy, <laughs> but I don't think of these things as vampires. Like, yeah, they're vampires, they're sucking the blood and all that stuff. But I just like monsters. Mm-hmm. I think like just some yeah. kind of creepy monster in the design, the way that cloak is like f- almost like flames, like flapping up behind the one like mm-hmm. boss one later on in the trailer. Like, ah, oh, and the characters that have different abilities and the one lady and she's like using this like weird elevator, like holographic elevator yeah, yeah. to like bring the dude up to the sea- up to the roof. Like that was so cool. And I'm really excited to see how they make it work. The fact that it's open world you know the fact that it's it looks like a you know four player co-op kind of shoot your like almost like a left for dead thing but how will it be different i'm really excited to see and get some of those answers um but that's i'd say that's the thing that like stood out to me the most other than halo but i did love the whole show like you said there's only a couple of times that um, my eyes glazed over and that i was really not interested and i think it was a lot of the same moments as you mm-hmm yeah, with Redfall, one of the things I'm most curious for that game, I want to see if... Because they showed, you know, like, four pretty strong characters in that trailer. I'm wondering if those are, you know, like, the characters you play as definitively in the game. Like, you just choose one of those four, or if it's going to be more of a loose, like, customizing thing, maybe. And those were just sort of four examples. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly don't know. I, I would probably lean... My guess is those are just the four characters you play as. But knowing Arcane... I, and how much they value player freedom i could see them making your character pretty fucking customizable in terms of like class and ability and stuff like that um personally i would say my standout game would be i that's my standout game but i can't remember the title <laughs> um it well it would be either be somerville um, yeah. If you watch her reactions, so you'll know I'd flipped out when that came out. <laughs> God, I'm excited for that game. Um, but then um, the the one that is like the last night, but not the last night, the like pixel art. 3D yeah, both one. of those looked amazing. Yeah, the I think the second one almost more so. If if that game does come out, and it does um, actually look and feel that good. 
I think it's going to be fucking incredible. Like that that art mm-hmm. style was just un like unreasonably good. It was like, you know, cyberpunk but like not too cyberpunk, which I kind of enjoyed. Like it kind of rode the line a little bit. It was just like dingy and oh, it it's perfect looking. Um yeah, yeah. Well, you I'd gave two there, so I'm going to give one more as well. <laughs> uh, okay. Atomic Heart. That's the other one that I'm really, really excited to get my hands on and see how it performs, how it plays, what it actually is like. Because those trailer, every trailer I've seen for Atomic Heart so far looks whack. It looks crazy. It looks fun. It gives me Bio- <laughs> Bioshock vibes. And um, I just really want to play it. But it's hard to tell. The type of trailers that they have for the game make it really hard to tell is that gameplay or how much of that is gameplay? What will it be like mm-hmm. when you're actually playing it? And that's what kind of gets me nervous, but I'm optimistic. So mm-hmm. that'd be another one for me. Um, but yeah, just knowing that like 27 of these 30 games they showed, I'll probably play almost all of those at some point. Even Forza Horizon 5, which I am not a card guy. Like I <laughs> do not play racing games. I do not play sports games. Um, mm-hmm. But that one I actually would like to try out and just see how beautiful it is and just to you know drive i can at least get my i can figure out the controls for driving a vehicle flight simulator forget that i cannot i cannot (laughs) leave the ground that game's beautiful too i will not be playing that one though (laughs) very fair um yeah atomic heart i i agree with you i i'm so like cautiously excited for that game like i i remember when it was revealed i think i was a freshman in high school at the time or something it was a while ago yeah it was a long time ago trailer came out um and i feel like we i mean they've shown gameplay demos but everything everything they've shown yeah gives me the vibe of like i don't know how real this is Mm -hmm. and it doesn't help that i remember there's stuff coming out that i think some of those early trailers and like gameplay gameplay were like not actually the game at all and were just created specifically for those trailers um and it doesn't help that the only other game that developers released was kind of a shitty vr game that they abandoned after a little bit and like there's stuff like that kind of like "Ah, i don't know but i think even if it started as something like that i think now that the game it, it you know it has you know advertising backing by microsoft mick gordon is working on it Like, there's so many kind of names attached to it now that I'm starting to be like, well, I I, I don't think this game is, like, fake. You know, like, I'm convinced it's real now. Before, I wasn't convinced it was real. Um, But, yeah, I I just, I really want that game to be fucking amazing. It looks (laughs) fucking amazing. Like I will say the most recent trailer did, like, every trailer has had improvements, it looks like, every single Mm. time. And that this trailer did look the most, like, actual gameplay. Yeah, I just always I yeah. It is that cautious optimism we got. Been burned too many times by games like this. Yeah. Um, I wanted to just go over because uh, I was I have a few uh, predictions that we gave. I think back in April for E3. Um, so nice, mm-hmm. uh, you know, good chunk of time before it, so that we could kind of throw a few things out there. Again, just so anyone knows, like this isn't a competition. This is just us throwing out our ideas. <laughs> so I just want to see how many of our ideas were right. Okay. Um. So I'll start with me, and then it's like if you want to give me yours, then um, that'd be great. Um, so for me, I had written down um, Atomic Heart trailer and release date. Didn't get a release date, but we got a trailer. So yeah, kind of right there. <laughs> but uh, I'm glad. I'm really happy we got a trailer for that. Um, Elden Ring trailer at Xbox event. 
Nope. <laughs> but we got one. That's we got one, though. That's all I care about. Uh, a release date for 12 minutes. We did get that. So that's good. Um, Halo Battle Royale announcement. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I was listening to the podcast, I, could, I, I remember I said, uh, I heard myself say, like, well, it's 50 50. Either they're doing it or they're not. And I could see both ways. Then, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no news on that. Um, yeah. Xbox Elite version 3 controller. Nope. Unfortunately, I really want to get that announcement. Yeah, me too. Um, and then Design Lab returns. Uh, and then on top of that, you can customize the Elite version 3 controller. Um, the Design Lab thing, I'm still going to say that counts because it's still kind of E3 week here. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but yeah, it wasn't at the main Xbox event. And then, yeah, who knows about yeah. the Elite version 3 controller if you can customize it because it, it doesn't exist yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, That'd be a cool announcement. That would be. I'd be really happy to see that. Uh, mm -hmm. The other one, I have two more. Uh, Nintendo announces Mario Kart 9. Nope. And <laughs> Zelda Breath of the Wild is all I wrote. So I'm sure I just meant like we're going to see some more of that. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, we did. But yeah, that was, those were my predictions. So, you know, a bit of hit or miss. Yeah. Um, my uh, predictions were, I just have this written down. Um, <laughs> one was a uh, Breath of the Wild two gets release date, which is not really true, but we saw it, and it was released hey, twenty twenty two. So yeah, <laughs> half points maybe. Um, PS five gets some sort of quick resume like feature. Uh, Sony was not there. Um, so that's, well, like, that's a no. But but maybe it'll happen in their July event. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Um, said Xbox announces a streaming stick, which I'm gonna give myself half points for because. While they did not announce a streaming stick, they said that they're working on a streaming stick in an interview. And it wasn't something. at E3, I but it's still context. since the time when we didn't yeah. have confirmation on it. So Half points, half points. I give it. And then Valve announces another game, not the next Half-Life game. Big nope on that. <laughs> they showed his, showed his main at, a, at E3, but it was not for that. That's great. Um, I just thought it would be good for us to like go back through, take a look at what we had said, and uh, not forget about that. Mm -hmm. So let's let's talk about. I don't know if the, are there any other press press conferences you want to talk about other than Microsoft and Nintendo? Because personally, nope. I thought none of them were really of consequence. Yeah, everything else um, could have just been in a blog post or a Twitter post. Yeah, God. I mean, Squares was okay. We saw Gardens of the Galaxy. We saw Final Fantasy which, Origins. Both those look kind of mediocre, in my opinion. Um, mm -hmm. Which Final Fantasy Origins, I, we were talking about this before the show. I think that's just a really bad trailer. I think that'll be a fine game, if not a good game, but we'll see. Um, yeah, Team Ninja makes great yeah. games. So I believe mm -hmm. in the ability of making this game fun to play. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm with I don't, you. The, in terms of story and like graphics and stuff like that, it looked pretty bad from that trailer. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if if it's fun to play, I feel like for that type of game, that's kind of what matters. Um, so then let's talk about uh, let's talk about Nintendo. What what stuck out to you from that? Uh, pretty much just Metroid Dread and Zelda Breath of the Wild. That was about all that there was for me there. Um, and I mm -hmm. I was gonna make a reaction video actually to the whole thing. And I ended up not because I was yawning and kind of just bored most of the time. 
I know there's a lot of stuff out there. A lot of people, I saw it on Twitter everywhere. A lot of people were like, this was a great direct. This was amazing. And I just sat yeah. there and did some self-reflection and realized, am I just not a Nintendo fan anymore? Because <laughs> like, it just made me sad because I thought like, man, like I wish I was as excited as everyone. I'm not trying to be a downer. Mm-hmm. Um, but Metroid Dread, um, just to say like my opinions on that, I love Metroid. I really am excited for Metroid Prime 4. I really like the Metroid Prime games, not so much the uh, um, the side scrolling. The Metroid, the, what, you know, basically we were talking before, like you know, the Metroid, uh, you know, what Metroidvania comes from, right? That and Castlevania, mm-hmm. um, those classic games where you're running around the 2D side scrolling map and collecting your items and all that, getting your upgrades. I appreciate those games. And I think they're kind of fun, but I don't, I don't know. I feel like I'm spoiled with Hollow Knight, but mm-hmm. uh, I can't go back to like the older uh, Metroids now. But I like the world and I like Samus and I like the characters and I like the way you upgrade your character and get to access to new areas. But Metroid Prime is like the kind of games that I actually really enjoy. And uh, yeah, seeing this Metroid Dread and seeing it following the side-scrolling thing, I was like, that's awesome. That looks cool. And I'm happy for the people that are excited for it. But I, I don't know what the price is, but I'm assuming a regular Nintendo, for me, $80, $90 for this game. I'm like... I don't see myself doing that when I have a ton of games over here yeah. on my Xbox that I could be playing. And that just kind of made me go, ah, oh, okay. So it took away my excitement when I saw that, right? I just, that's cool. I had no idea that it was a game that, you know, 15 years ago was announced or something like that, that people were excited about. I didn't know that. So obviously I didn't have any excitement over that either. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, getting to Breath of the Wild. Um, while I am very excited to play it, it wasn't an exciting trailer. We've been spoiled so much with from the last few trailers from Breath of the Wild that I did not find this as an incredible trailer. Whereas the other two, let's say the last two or three I've seen could almost bring tears to my eyes. If not, they did. Like they, they were very, very exciting. The music was perfect. Very interesting to look at. What can I glean from this information I'm seeing on the screen? This one, I wanted to rewatch it. So I did it. I did a reaction video. It's up on the channel. I did an analysis in that video too, just going through my first impressions of what I thought, you know, the game could be like, um, definitely have some stuff wrong in that first impression, but that's fine. <laughs> um, but, but like going through that, I was like, yeah, this is cool. Like it's more breath of the wild, right? And it's not exciting though. It wouldn't get me jumping out of my seat as much because, uh, if someone said, hey, uh, close your eyes and imagine Breath of the Wild, but there's islands now in the sky, your using abilities kind of look like the rune abilities, too. Like, okay, cool, and your arm is different. Oh, kind of like the first trailer? Yes. Like, okay, I can I can picture almost every part of this trailer in my head before without seeing it, and that was the thing that just kind of made me feel like it wasn't as exciting. Um, mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean I'm not excited for it. It just didn't make, you know what I mean? I'm trying to just explain why I didn't get me to that like 10 of like, holy cow, I can't believe this game is what it is. And I, that's just yeah. what you get when it starts out as a DLC. It's using, reusing a lot of assets. It has the same art style. You can imagine it, right? You're wondering, well, yeah, what could Breath of the Wild 2 be like? Oh, it could be like this. It could be like that. And you're imagining it. You're thinking about it. So when you finally see some stuff, you go, oh yeah, that, that's kind of what I was imagining or to a degree. Mm-hmm. What about you? What did you th- yeah. what did you take from this? Yeah, I definitely don't agree with people who thought it was like an amazing 10 out of 10 direct. I to be honest, I think Nintendo fans are fucking starved um for anything from Nintendo mm-hmm. and <laughs> like I don't blame you. They've not shown much. So yeah, like I said, finally getting something like 
a good decent direct feels just like mana falling from the sky you know yeah um but i personally i i i've said this on the show i don't really like metroid that much metroid dread i thought looked really cool would i pay 70 us dollars for it no not definitely not but <laughs> i i do think it looks uh, for one i think it's crazy that they revived that game i think that is a fucking great like it's crazy in general but especially for nintendo to do something like that you know take back a game that we've heard rumors before back in like 2005 or whatever and then you know a game long thought dead gets revived like that's awesome i'm so happy for fans of 2d metroid on that um Mm -hmm. also dread is such a kick-ass subtitle it is it really (laughs) is like (laughs) it's so cool but the the idea of like a a really horror i mean they've done a lot of horror in metroid before but an even more horror for focused metroid you know with the like getting stalked by that one robot and all that sort of thing it it, that's pretty exciting to me Mm -hmm. my one thing with that is just like you sort of touched on this we live in an age right now of i feel like a really fantastic metroid-like game comes out from an indie developer for like 20 or 30 dollars every few months i would say like or like at least once or twice every year and so seeing this even like it is from you know the the franchise that started it but part of me wonders like well it will live up to hollow knight will live up to you know these other games that have done it so fucking well in the years since that came up um and even if it does like i don't think that'll justify 70 dollars for it when it i mean it looks like the caliber of an indie game and that's not a knock on it at all it look it looks like a really great indie game yeah. but regardless like that's it 70 dollars feels like a steep price for it um for zelda i actually feel the total opposite way that you do it like i loved that trailer personally right um when i like when i was envisioning breath of the wild 2 i guess i was envisioning less than what this trailer showed us it, to me I, I thought we were just gonna get same map you know, maybe it's more de- more or less destroyed than it was in the first game. You know, looks a little bit different. We're kind of going to be... It would be, you know, a very similar experience to the first one, just again. And I was excited for that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with hopefully more story, hopefully better dungeons. Um, because that's the main things I thought were lacking in the first game. But with yeah. this, like, seeing, holy shit, there's islands in the sky. Which, to me, as someone who's a really big fan of Skyward Sword, um, like, just absolutely sings to me. Like, going back out there... Uh, I looked at that first island that Link is falling onto, Link question mark is falling onto, mm-hmm. um, and the that island kind of lined up for what the map of Skyloft looked like in Skyward Sword. Like, I could kind of see, like, oh, this is where the waterfall is. I mean, there wasn't any buildings on it, so I'm like, hmm, like, is this really tying into Skyward Sword, especially given the fact that they're re-releasing that game that nobody really liked right now, just you know coincidentally with i love the theories that are going around yeah yeah i i personally think this is going to tie into that game maybe that's just wishful thinking but seeing all that that appeals to me personally um and just how much they're changing in it was unexpected to me um so yeah I i was pretty blown away by that trailer and um i i also think it did a really good job of being the kind of trailer that you can totally pick apart like who is a lot of the shots in the trailer look like somebody that could be Link or could be somebody else, you know, given that their their look is totally different. Because you see a lot of traditional Link and you see a lot of that character. Some people theorizing that's like the hero 
the ancient hero that you see on the um like the tapestry in the first game yeah um i think that's a pretty good theory i think that one's very possible mm-hmm. um some people think it's zelda i don't think that's zelda i do not think that's <laughs> zelda <laughs> um <laughs> if i would say if zelda is playable in this game they could still be holding their cards to their chest on this one um i would say you're playing as Whoever that is in the sky, you're playing as Link on the ground, and you're playing as Zelda underground, um, because you see Zelda fall, you know, into the pits. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that would be really cool if you have like these three different levels. You're playing as you know three totally different vibes and all of them. I think that'd be awesome. Um, whether we'll get there or not, we'll see. Uh, also, the fact that they still haven't told us the title of the game is weird. Um, Apparently, but, because it would be a spoiler. Yeah, it's weird, but that makes me very interested as to what it could be especially given the theories surrounding this trailer i think i'm this boosted my excitement because i was kind of you know my excitement for it was kind of waning over time just because we hadn't seen anything but this totally boosted it back up to 10 for me um well i think i know what the subtitle uh, is i think it's uh link gone wild <laughs> <laughs> and that's why he has really long like hair <laughs> i know <laughs> um yeah i other than that though in the direct um i mean i was watching somebody react to it who is a huge fan of monkey ball um <laughs> and so he was really excited about that announcement that good, was good cool. for monkey ball yeah, fans that. yeah good for you guys i'm happy for you i felt that a lot during that trailer where something got announced i'm like you know what i'm happy for you guys for this like i liked monkey ball on gonna, i never played it personally um it's a good game but like that advance wars again i know a lot of people love advance wars never played it i don't really have any feelings on yeah, it me um uh a lot, a lot of stuff like that mario um, party though that was oh, a i forgot about that that was a cool announcement that was one that i again same feeling as metroid dread mario party cool mm-hmm. they're bringing a bunch of n64 maps back they're all like it's all updated looks nice bunch 100 or more uh, mini games that are like the classics i was so excited about that but again like or just like that feeling of like this is so cool but again i'm not dropping 90 bucks on this right now <laughs> like i just yeah, i yeah. just can't i'm not going to do it <laughs> i'm not that eager to play a digital board game with taylor i'll just play a regular board game mm. um yeah, yeah i totally feel the same on that one i think it did look really cool but i mean i don't know this it, i did that does not justify 60 dollars at all for, at all for me and super mario party didn't either for the record like i think both no. of those games combined might be worth 60 dollars to me but both just seem kind of content bare especially compared to previous games um i don't know i i feel like this could have been a dlc and i would have been excited for it um yeah i think if they do end up supporting it or even doing like content packs that would be really really cool if they make this new mario party almost like smash bros ultimate where you're like they're slowly adding all the old maps they're adding all the old mini games except for like the ones that use the 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 gamecube uh memory mm-hmm. stick mic and stuff like that <laughs> but i think that'd be really neat if they do that yeah oh also there's the the smash character feel in that which oh yeah again i i've i don't really care about tekken but i just thought that trailer was really good it, he was it was just creepy. like throwing everybody into a <laughs> volcano it's kind of distressing but you know it was good um i don't know but yeah i feel like that was in in context with the other you know with like what i look for in a presentation that was honestly pretty mediocre um but I think they had just enough great announcements in it. 
especially compared to their last directs for it to be like good mm-hmm. in my eyes maybe you know seven out of ten um and if you're a huge fan of you know like several things that got announced in that in that uh in that direct then yeah i could totally see why you'd be like oh my god it's fucking amazing all my yeah. dreams are coming true because uh, yeah, a lot of the stuff that was in that direct was stuff that you know nobody would have guessed would happen like metroid dread what the hell um advance wars coming back is fucking crazy like again monkey ball that's also pretty crazy like stuff that has been neglected for a long time coming back is awesome to see um I think you'd be surprised at how addicting Monkey Ball is. It's actually really fun. <laughs> I kind of want to get this one. It's a fun I've heard one. so many good things about Monkey Ball. It's yeah. actually really fun. And challenging. It's actually got some really difficult courses. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, seriously. Um, yeah, that was, yeah, that was a good event. Um, we're like really just flying through the time here. I'm having a good time just chatting with you. I'm like, holy cow, we're almost at an hour. This is, or I don't even actually, I think I started early with the recording, so probably not. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm just like, I can't believe how much time is flying by. Um, I wanted to talk about Halo a little bit. Um, you're cool with that. I really want to discuss a little bit of the multiplayer because Halo is uh, one, of the, one of these games where just like for a brief history for me is, uh, that's one of the first like, as a kid, you're like, oh, my first rated M video game, right? That you get to play. Halo 3 was that for me. And uh, and I remember playing that with my brother a lot. And like throughout the years, getting through my teens, like just having buddies over. We Everyone brings their Xbox over and their TV, their little screen. And you're all, you know, doing the LAN party for my birthday, for my brother's birthday. We would pretty much do a Halo sleepover every single time. And we'd get eight to ten of us all together playing Halo. And it was just you would prepare for like a month ahead of time, just making your custom maps and forged. You'd make your custom modes, make all these different things that are going on. And uh, yeah, I just remember having such a blast, like just making those things. And I would set my video camera up on a tripod facing the TV and you would see this blinking red light in the recording and just recording the TV screen. And I'd go into theater mode and I would go through our previous matches and I would be like specifically running over the camera, clicking record and then like pressing play on the controller to like play a clip and then move the camera like live in my, in real time with my control sticks to try to get the nice shot of like my brother shooting this guy in the head, one of our buddies and in, like just try to make this thing and then going to uh, the Mac computer my mom got, which was like a huge deal at the time for she got it for her home schooling and uh, i remember like going to the movie maker on there and just trying to make our own little videos and i still have them on my computer and it's just so fun going back and looking at those and uh, just the feeling of that in the parties i am so excited to play halo again and i have not played it since halo 4 so don't know when that is like what <laughs> like i don't know when halo 4 came out i want it was in the, the 360 and i want to say it's like 2012 or something like that so um having halo infinite come out hopefully <laughs> this year i'm almost certain but i'm not 100 percent uh made me really excited seeing some multiplayer at e3 this year or this yeah at this event and just being able to see this is what multiplayer looks like this is what you can get excited about the customization wow Ugh. armor pieces galore visor colors all the stuff you could want and making the spartan you in the game having this ai voice basically this ai partner having your own custom ai and i think oh that is so cool i want to be like having this whoever i want as my voice to just be like hey get your shit back to the to your base or something like that get in the warthog or grab that flag or something like that i just oh i can't wait i can't wait to create my own spartan play this game 
Yeah. Yeah, I um my my prediction on Halo Infinite in terms of like how it's going to review out personally. I think its multiplayer did look really strong. Um I think its multiplayer personally is going to be great. Mm-hmm. Its single player though, I really just don't know. <laughs> it's like, hard to tell. It's the thing is having two directors leave it in such a short time span really makes me uneasy about it. Um, but personally, I think just from like a business perspective, I can see Microsoft definitely trying to focus harder on getting the multiplayer right rather than the campaign. Cause that's what will mm-hmm. keep people subscribed to game pass, you know, or I guess it's a free game. They don't care. Um, <laughs> yeah. then yeah, maybe, yeah, I don't know, but does it fly on my monitor? Um, get people buying the battle pass. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you, like just that's the thing that'll make them long term money. Um, the campaign, yeah, I feel like we just haven't seen enough still for, to we haven't seen enough post that first gameplay demo to mm-hmm. really know. We'll see, we'll see. Yeah, but it's, yeah, it's either their multiplayer multiplayer looks really really tight. Yeah, the the whole sandbox, the way that every like the physics of like throwing the sticky grenade behind the energy sword to have the explosion launch the sword toward the Spartan and then he catches it midair and like that kind of stuff, that kind of thinking can make a really cool play. And I think we've talked about like those twitch moments that you know people can clip you know, from their streams, like oh this is like a one in a million chance this happened and like this is so cool that this happened and you get that all the time with a battle rail or with a with a uh, like Warzone or something like that. And I think that mm-hmm. a multiplayer game these days needs to have have the possibility for crazy moments to happen like that where yeah it might be almost like a 0.0001 percent chance of this thing working out exactly this way but because you have so many people playing it will happen at some point and like i think mm-hmm. having the sandbox to where it can be fun like that like the big like i don't know what it's called but the big metal spike that they shoot and it just takes off the warthog and the the front of it goes flying the was flipping around like to do something like that just great um and then the visual improvements like i was looking recently like i actually i actually thought the game looked fine last year i understood what people were saying it didn't look like a next gen game like holy cow this is where next gen's going but i didn't think for a halo game i didn't think oh wow this looks like garbage or anything like that but seeing what they've done over this last year was really cool and really like um i don't know kudos to them like kudos to that team like Mm -hmm. they definitely made they took what people were saying and they definitely uh, improved the visuals so uh, I thought it would just looked great I saw this assault rifle comparison specifically for me is what I really got drawn to and like it just looks so mm-hmm. much better yeah yeah really good showing on that um, so let's do uh, we're saying we're going to update our meta score predictions right um, do you think we have time to do that maybe we should do that another time yeah, let's do that yes. next episode. So we had obviously a bunch of games were announced at E3, and they we didn't know if they were coming out this year, or we didn't know about them at all. So we have mm-hmm. a few games we've added to our list. We did predictions early at the beginning of the year, and um, and a lot of these games got delayed. And so we thought we'll update our list with games that are definitely going to be coming out or should be coming out now this year. Now that we have dates and stuff, and then we'll put our predictions on there as well. And uh, see how, and their Metascore predictions, by the way. I don't think I said that. Um, but yeah, yeah, we'll do that going forward. Um, but yeah, let's uh, jump right into. Uh, I, I do want. I do want to briefly touch on this. Um, oh yeah, Xbox bringing the uh, basically the next gen, the Xbox Series S and X games to Xbox One through X Cloud. 
they're making it so that the old Xbox One consoles can now, like, or maybe not now, but they will be able to uh, stream through xCloud, stream these next-gen games. And other than delay and maybe some little bits of, like, bad resolution at times just because you're streaming the video feed, I mean, you'll basically be able to play uh, a game that is optimized for the Series X in the future and i think that's really really cool really really inclusive makes these people who either can't afford to buy a new system or just haven't wanted to buy a new system yet have a way to still play these games that are say have a big higher uh, settings you know set for them because they are set for this next gen really powerful console that and it just would not run that way on the older systems and uh it's also yeah. really it's really cool just for like splitting that that uh what am I trying to say here? Developers who want to just develop for the newest thing and give people that value when they buy the new console, the people who buy that, they want to have games that like, oh, I can only play it on this. It makes the value of this, makes it worth what I just spent on this console. But you also don't want to just ignore all the people who bought these older consoles. And yeah. so you try to have two SKUs and then it usually holds back, you know, the development for in some ways for a newer game. And uh, I think that's really cool that they could, in theory, moving forward, just focus on, like, for this Halo situation, it's coming out on Xbox One and Series S and X. If they, in the future, had another Halo or new things, they could eventually just go, well, all this stuff's coming to Xbox One, but just through xCloud instead. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Yeah, no, I think that's a great solution for people who are who are still on an Xbox One console and also just for... Um, oof. Uh, for for developers, like I think that'll be great. I think it could definitely take down the number of sort of cyberpunk type situations we see. You know, games that should not be on last gen. You know, trying to make it work right. on last gen, yeah. And it just comes out as a mess. Like when mm -hmm. you have it like this instead, um, where it's running on great hardware, it's optimized for that hardware, and you can play it on your eight year old console just fine. You know, through the cloud as long as you have good internet. Um, my big question for this is currently xCloud only works for Game Pass games. Is that still going to be the case with this? Or are they going to move it into more just games you own you can stream? Um, I think that'll be an interesting thing. Because even within Game Pass, not every Game Pass game can stream. It's it's still pretty... Um, like it's It's definitely in beta in terms of that. So hopefully they make it so you can just play any um series x game on your xbox one but we'll see i feel like it will be locked to game pass but that would be interesting to find out for sure yeah well let's uh move right into the last segment here of our show which is you know our top our favorite 50 games of all time um we are now down to number 31 and we're just going to do one this week um so zig why don't you start all right uh so yeah my number 31 is well it's it's super smash bros but i i Never say specifically <laughs> ultimate because because it's the newest one and my personal opinion on smash is that just every game gets better with every iteration yeah um and i don't know smash, smash i've talked about this with previous games but it's one of those games that is more than a game to me where when i think about smash i don't really think about you know like the balance or the meta or the actual game most of what i think about is um, like, especially when Ultimate released, because I was in high school at the time. I had more friends who played video games. I Wild. actually owned a console that could play it at the time of release. So I was way more wired into um, just the release of it, you know, pre-ordering it, being 
hyped as fuck for launch, waiting, mm-hmm. like, you know, until it reached 9 p.m. so the game would unlock, yep. and then I yep. just was playing the shit out of it to get ready for the next day when I knew I'd be playing, like, every single person I sat next to at school. Um, <laughs> and, That's cool. you know, doing that, and yeah, like, I think I remember during French class busting it out, and I think we had some free time at the end of class, we are like, oh shit, like, you want to play comment? It's like, oh yeah, you know, still, like, unlocking characters. You, you know, change the like, language uh, to French. Inkling or something. <laughs> yeah, it's educational. Um, but, just that experience of, yeah, like, playing everybody and anybody and everybody, you know, like, this random kid on the bus, like, oh, shit, are you playing Smash? I'm like, yeah, it's like, oh, shit, I got in my Switch, you know, we're like, random <laughs> kid I've never talked to, I'm playing Smash against him, like, it was just this, like, all unifying thing, you know, everybody enjoyed it, even people who don't really play video games are joining in, just, like, this crazy social event of doing that, and I think... That's cool. Yeah, be, being in high school and having, just, just being around that many people made it such a special experience, um, and fuck, just... Every Smash Bros. game is just, like, hype condensed into a physical object, and I love it. Like, Ultimate especially, because, you know, it's the ultimate one, there's the most characters in it, but I remember even the lead-up to, uh, like, Smash on the Wii U, where every time, you know, a new character got announced, we're like, oh, what? That's crazy! Like, Mm -hmm. beat the trainer in Smash? Like, that's fucking bizarre! Um, Or even characters I never even heard of, you know, getting announced, and it's just every single time it was exciting. Um... And you know, way the back, way back to the nostalgia of playing Melee on GameCube and stuff like that. Which Melee, I definitely don't think is the best Smash. <laughs> I think I think it plays good, but I I think its balances makes it kind of annoying. Um, but I don't know. Ultimate, it's it's just it's just such a special experience of a game. Mm-hmm. I I wish they would uh, bring like just an audio patch like or not patch but like a mode that you put on so that the whole game sound has the sound effects of N sixty four. I would love oh, that so yeah. much. So every hit, every bop, it just all has that unique sound to the N sixty four Smash Bros. I would love that so much. Mm. Um, yeah, I love those games, and uh, uh, I'm glad that that's on your list. It's on my list too. <laughs> Good. <laughs> it's not this one. <laughs> <laughs> My number 31 game uh, is uh, Halo 3 ODST. Um, I love Halo. And we've talked about it all, a whole bunch already. And yeah, <laughs> ODST was at this point in my life where I didn't really understand using the same engine, like even though I had played Majora's Mask and, it, and uh, Ocarina of Time. It's like just using mm-hmm. the same engine to create a new game. And like they were using like a lot of the same assets and stuff and making a new game out of it. And like just getting to experience Halo ODST, I think I get more appreciation for that game the as I play it as I get older. And like every time I play it, I'm just like, man, this is actually such a good game. And I, this is such a unique mm-hmm. standalone game that I actually really like. And in some ways I like more than the traditional Halo games. And just that you're like one of four ODST um guy, regular dudes that are just down there in the city. Just trying to like you're the rookie and you're trying to figure out what happened basically to all your teammates and you're just going through the city that's it's all very sad somber music cities at night that's you like have the, like your night mission one right yeah yeah and like there's <laughs> all the aliens have taken over the city and it's just like this feeling of like oh man what's going on here and it's like also obviously bungie made this game and you can totally see where they've taken inspiration or they were testing stuff out in this game for destiny um just Mm. there's a bunch of stuff in there that's just fun to see and i think they even have a tease in like a bus stop of like a poster that teases destiny um oh really so like uh, i'm pretty sure it's just like the planet and then like a little like moon thing that's actually like the the traveler 
and uh, mm-hmm. and it says it's like Destiny on there or something like that. And uh, awesome. I don't know. I'm pulling that out of my ass. I, I'm out of my ass. But I know there's like a poster somewhere in the game that shows and teases the game. Um, but yeah, just the feeling of playing it is it was familiar as like I was a huge fan of Halo Three. I played very much the same. But then yeah, I had a little bit more of that serious tone to it. A little bit more of that like what's going on here? Oh, buddies start dying, and and I think you do lose a few partners. Spoilers um <laughs> in in the game and just like getting to see that and i think in a lot of the missions you do a, you basically find an object of your teammate and then you do a flashback mission where you get to play as that teammate and you're going through what they had just experienced and up until the point where you found them or up until they left that object you just found so you can you kind of get to see what happened right before you got there and uh, I don't know. I just think it was a really neat way of storytelling, and I think it was a a, a good game. And, and they had introduced firefight in that one, which my brother and I had a mm. huge blast playing. Just wave upon wave of hit of enemies, and like just not having many games that did that. I think for us, it was like Gears of War. I don't know if it was three. I want to say it was Gears of War three. Um, that was the only other like game with like a horde kind of mode that we played and i don't know what the, how the timing works out there but <laughs> but like mm-hmm. that like i just remember really enjoying firefight and just like how many waves can get we can we get through how many rounds and uh, yeah so that's why it's on my list one of my favorite games awesome yeah i i honestly know next nothing about the game other than it's got the cool like jazz soundtrack which i think <laughs> that like jazz in a halo game is pretty kick-ass so that, that's all i have to say on that nice. well with that um that brings us to the end of the show um game club now is a month-long thing so for this month we're playing psychonauts feel free to join us play psychonauts too as well not two just we're playing the first one <laughs> And uh, let us know in the comments what you're thinking of it. Like, don't worry about spoiling that, spoiling it for me. I don't care. I, I love reading the comments, and uh, I would love to hear what you guys are thinking of it as we go through. We're going to talk about it more at the end of the month. So a couple more weeks from now, we'll be probably talking about the game. It won't ever be a full show focused on our Game Club game, but it will be a, a week where we or an episode where we can just talk about it for a, a good chunk of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zig, do you have anything to plug before I... Uh, close up the show here uh i don't think so um episode two screen peeking is still up (laughs) you can check that out uh other than that i don't think so no screen peeking screen peeking shit (laughs) yeah episode two of the show is still up believe it or not no vertical (laughs) slice is what i meant (laughs) yes god damn it (laughs) um yes go check it out vertical slice is a good show he does it with his friend and uh yeah i really enjoy it um with that thank you for watching this far or listening this far if you're on podcast services you know um thank you for listening i appreciate it if you're on youtube Mm -hmm. please leave a like and subscribe and uh we'll see you guys in the next episode bye yeah keep peeking that screen